Tanner and Daniel. All right, hello and welcome to Misfits on Vinyl. My name is Spencer Stryker. I'm an actor, comedian, and one of your tits. And also an actor, and today we're joined by a band. We got another fucking band in. We we're we're back at Cax, yes. and we have from the waterfront. We got Tanner and Dan. How is it going, boys? <laughs> fucking awesome! Thanks it's for having great, us. Bud. Nice to be here with some tits. We're, yeah, we're, we're, we're a double set. Today. Yeah, dude, we're a full utter. <laughs> if you count mine, we got six. Listen, the only thing that's disappointing about our our six tits is that you can't get milk out of them. Yeah, it's true. But you can get milk out of our four sticks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, I feel like if you try hard enough. If you try hard enough. Them, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of seeing my tits, uh, <laughs> <laughs> together, uh, me and Tanner play hockey together. Yeah, uh, undefeated so, thus far. Yeah, the Blue Waffles. Uh, Ooh. Lower, intermediate. Uh, Monday, <laughs> Friday night. Uh, South Calgary Recreational Hockey League. Uh, top of the standings. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so we met, I don't know what, like three weeks ago? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By chance, we were just talking at uh, before the game the other day. He's like, "Oh, I'm in a band." He played one of his songs in the dressing room. I was like, "Oh, I do a music podcast." And then we were like, "We should fuck." Dude. <laughs> uh, here. Dude, I'm so happy that you guys fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I hope it doesn't happen. No, so okay, so I have a I have a question for you guys then like uh can you guys just intro yourselves a little bit cuz like we don't know like uh, too much about you. Obviously, you guys know each other pretty well. I don't know either of you guys uh, until today. It was the first time. So, uh, where did you guys grow up? Where did you meet? What the fuck is your like? Uh, <laughs> I'll let him start. <laughs> for all intents and purposes, Waterfront. He started the band, and I kind of showed up like eighteen months later. Nice. So I'll, I'll let him kind of kick. You're it the Ringo off. star of Waterfront. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah. I get around. We really should have just stuck as a three piece, but no. <laughs> no, yeah, it was like um I well, funnily enough, Tanner was in a band of his own called Homeless in Hawaii. Uh me and my buddy Graham were actually at one of his shows. And after the show, uh Graham offered me a ride home. I was just talking to him and he was like or I was like, Look, man, like seeing Tanner's band play all the time, I was just kinda like I just wanted to be in a band. Like I was in a band in high school. Uh, obviously nothing came of that. So just kind of talked to him about it. And he was like, honestly, dude, same. Uh, just kind of was feeling the same vibe. I asked him what he played. He said he played drums and bass. And I was like, I play guitar and sing. And we just kind of looked at each other and we were like, mm. so <laughs> we're driving home. We're talking about like different bands that we're into kind of that like neck deep, all time low state champs kind of vibe. Uh, and we were just like jamming uh, on the way home. He drops me off and I was like, dude, like legit, if you're down, like I'm down to start something. And he was like, yeah, sure, why not? Uh, and so my buddy Ryan, who I knew was like in an in, insane guitarist, like he can literally do like mom's your uncle, exactly, just like sweet picking. Um, I messaged him. I was like, look, man, me and Graham have something going. Uh, not sure of anything that may come out of it but if you're down to join and he was 
he was all for it. And so just started as a three piece, started playing some gigs like around the city back in Lethbridge, actually, um, where there's like two bars to play. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> the owl and what's the, the other slice. one? The yeah. slice. Nice. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 There's like the occasional like offhand where like the brew house will have a show yeah, yeah. from time to time. And we played that and that was good. But yeah it's like the slice and the owl are like the main ones and the owl um, is fucking sweet too. that was pretty oh, dope. I love the yeah. owl. that is such yeah. a great venue literally yeah, yeah um <laughs> oh man you would you would dig the owl it's uh yeah they they have like a raised stage which is nice like it's like yeah. fucking four feet off the ground which is great uh yeah, they have yeah. records hanging off the wall at in the, the back and, an yeah in the shape <laughs> of an owl and he knocked it over actually. yeah really it was i think our first first or second show at the owl and i'm like I'm a taller dude, and so being on no, stage, really? I just like I tried going for it, and yeah, I knocked the records <laughs> off the wall. It was like the first song too, I think. And it was oh, like right fuck, after they dude. went into their new location, and I'm like just yeah. playing bass, and I just see Steve who runs it all just across the room in his like nice hat. And he's looking at Dan. I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if he like has some bad blood towards me, which I understand. Like, no, <laughs> no we love each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, no, uh, I was sick, and yeah, like I said, played some gigs uh, around Lethbridge. Tanner came to one of our shows. I think he was just like shape face drunk, um, <laughs> and he came up to us after the show, and he was like, "Yeah, kind of what he says is like, I don't care if it's triangle, I don't care if it's bass, like let me be a part of this." And we were like, "We needed a bass player, so yeah, we kind of brought him along." Devin, who was also in Homeless in Hawaii, was or Tanner brought him along as well, and. Yeah, just kind of things fell into place. There wasn't really any like we didn't hold like auditions or anything like that. We kind of just like trusted each other. And yeah, like I said, things just kind of fell into place. And that's when, you know, Vancouver happened with the face plants and then went to Edmonton to record this most recent EP. And yeah, just kind of went from there. So. First thing I got to say, Homeless in Hawaii is a great name for a band. Yeah. That is <laughs> fucking <laughs> sick, too. That's funny, too, because like how we all met too, just even beyond all the bands or everything we went to the uofl like lethbridge everything university of lethbridge and we were in the music department nice in uh, daa digital audio arts so kind of even similar to the, the setups we got going on here music making and such but i was writing songs like uh because i can play like bass guitar drums piano a little bit of everything so i would just fiddle around make songs and then i started touring a bit and i just started bringing people with me so we'd go around under my name tanner sear but then we would get to places and on the chalkboard or whatever, it's, they would spell Tanner's here. And we're like, because <laughs> like my, my last name's French, it's C-Y-R. You either can't say it, you call it Sire, or you think I'm just here or something. So we were driving to Revelstoke one time and Devin, who's now in Waterfront, is like, if this doesn't work out, I'm going to end up homeless in Hawaii. I was like, say that again. So that's where that name actually came from. Finally got to stop using my name. And that's the shows they were starting to come to. And I was working at Booster Juice part-time through university. And I don't know if it was after one of these shows, they put that waterfront together and he comes up, he's getting a smoothie and I'm at work. He's like, and like yeah. when you're younger too, you're like, uh, there's so many like garage bands and everything going on. I just remember like making him a smoothie. He's like, I'm making a band too. I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Not another one in Lethbridge. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember, and then I was still stuck at work. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> But then I, I went and saw their their one of their shows like because we're all like pretty close. I was always like trying to keep touch uh, with what's going on around the scene and stuff. So I was like, oh, I'll go check out Waterfront, whatever this is. And I walk in and they're covering Scooby Doo. I was like, yeah. Oh man, exactly what I was kind of <laughs> expecting here. <laughs> yeah, and uh, there's some old Waterfront songs back from that first era that's pretty funny. Like I'll, we'll pull them up, like me and my fiance, be like, 
<laughs> what a far climb this has come yeah but i remember they played one of these songs like uh i had a few beers whatever i was just enjoying the show and they, they ended their set on this one song i was like oh that's good it's a song called backbreaker that ended up on waterfront's very first ep that i was a part of but i remember that song specifically i was like fuck anything else scooby-doo anything else right after they played that i go up i was like okay i don't care what it is bass guitar whatever give me a call and they finally did. And I was like, all right, I'll do this. I was kind of doing a little bit of everything all at the time. And Homeless Noir, it wasn't going to, it was going to end at some point, right? It was just kind of like a university thing. So I was like, perfect and that was timing. a two piece then? Yeah, uh, four piece four at that piece? point. Yeah. Oh, shit. One of our guitarists, he was going out to Montreal to pursue a master's in DAA, like the same program and stuff. So it was kind of just peeling off that way at some point. We just made some cool shit and we're like, cool. Used it for like... <clears throat> projects at the university and stuff so it's like people were having to go do these tests and then me and Devin, who is now in waterfront we'd be in his basement fiddling around with stuff and we would just submit that and they'd be like a plus good don't come in i was like oh thank you but literally <laughs> literally they don't know we're just like behind a computer like we don't know how to make harmonies we'll just move midis around <laughs> now i was curious if you guys had to like describe for the listeners that haven't listened to your guys music yet hit some adjectives or create some influences to describe Kind of the sound you guys are making now on this newest EP, how would you describe it um, you know, for people that haven't listened to it before? Nickelback meets Billy Talent. <laughs> <laughs> I'd even say more along the lines of like kind of like Three Days Grace, yeah. some 41 esque type stuff. Basically, catchy shit with stupidly heavy guitars, essentially. Mm-hmm. So. so I got, like when we were talking the other day, I got a little bit of Billy Talent. I got um, definitely Three Days Grace. Mm-hmm sort of vibes from it as well yeah um, no i really dig the new project so. nice thank, thank you, so you. Much yeah. Yeah. Work yeah yeah very excited to release it <laughs> i was january 26th i was listening to it with my cat this morning nice no that's sick the other the other thing that i thought was kind of interesting is like uh because you were talking about the 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 you know heavy guitar and stuff but the 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 rhythm section of it like specifically when you're coming talking about the bass and the drums really reminded me of like rise against or nice. like or, or like it, 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 it in in some ways like on some of the some of the tracks from like wings of a butterfly remind me of him in a way so i was like i was kind of like i, I was I, that was why like the two songs that really stood out to me keeping you alive and i want to run were like I, I was like oh shit this reminds me of high school like i just it was like i i got that right away i was like fuck yeah <laughs> i think that's cool because yeah it's like I don't know. When I write the songs, I do try to keep it as like, you know, I definitely like those bands like Rise Against, Three Days Grace. Um, so those are definitely some big like inspirations. But yeah, those were like the bands that I listened to in like high school, even middle school kind of thing. Like I never was big into like uh, rap or like hip hop and stuff. No discredit. Like honestly, now I do like it, but it's just it's not what I grew up with. And mm-hmm. so just it's cool to be in a project where you kind of make stuff that resembles yeah the bands that you grew up with in high school and stuff so yeah it's like a like a, for me it was uh yeah, kind of like a newer take on something that felt nostalgic <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know i had i definitely got a sense of nostalgia for stuff i listened to same sort of age group yeah you know when i was in junior high school when i was in similar bands you just mentioned like it definitely brought me back uh, i think that's the that goal sort of yeah yeah that's cool. <clears throat> i think that's the thing like i definitely from my buddies they always say that word yeah nostalgic kind of throw back to yeah well a bunch of my buddies they always say when i listen to your music it makes me want to break out the guy liner <laughs> <laughs> Get the uh, like, honestly, that's the vibe yeah <laughs> so. but i would say though like what i what i think separates you guys is that it is still fresh it's like it, it nice. is a, it is still 
it it has that newer sound to it. It just has that nostalgia feel. Whereas I feel like there's some bands that are like, no, fuck it, dude. We're going to make it exactly <laughs> like it was in 2002. You know, like, like uh, uh, I don't know if you guys know uh, the band Safe at Second uh, in Calgary. Um, Unfamiliar myself. Not, not okay. Not it was a it. couple of the guys from uh, the Path Less Traveled made this. Uh, oh, actually, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the Path Less Traveled, uh, for those that don't know, uh, are like really heavy, like fucking uh, great, honestly, amazing music. They were the first band that I discovered when I moved to Calgary, <laughs> right and I started going to their shows obsessively. I watched them open for CKY and Finger Eleven and like a few other bands Damn, like back wow. in the day, and I was, I was, I was a big fan. And like, uh, they're all great guys, but uh, uh, Mike, one of the bassists, he started. A a project called safe at second okay. which is basically just like some 41 blink 182 2002 uh but you know today <laughs> so so it's like what i think is uh, uh, and it's not bad but i'm saying like you guys i, I like that you guys have like an uh, like an organic original uh uh feel to your to your music it's not it's not just taking pure inspiration from that it seems like you guys actually have something to say with with it that is is new oh, appreciate it yeah like, no that's honestly I, like, I think that's the that was our goal like ultimately we want to make something that like even if no one ever hears it if i put it on alone in my room be like nah, that's cool yeah, that's yeah ultimately yeah. how we'll approach anything because we've had a wide range of sound and this new project is almost like an evolution we're going like it's like a waterfront's going through puberty yeah. <laughs> we were always trying to like really find kind of what our like signature sound was and i don't know if you've listened to the uh like our previous eps the first ep was more like kind of pop punk kind of esque, but then our second ep that's where it really kind of went like the pop route i'd mm. say with maybe like still a little bit of like <laughs> punk roots um but then when we made this third ep we were basically like let's <laughs> Let's break out the seven string guitars and like five <laughs> string basses. Um, and that's kind of, I'd even say it's even still like a similar vibe to our previous stuff. Just yeah. With seven string guitars. Essentially. It's got some chest hair now and it was always yeah. kind of bubbling under the surface. There's for a few years there. They all like heavy stuff. I kind yeah. of like pop music. Like I like Maroon 5, Headley, and well, like not anymore, but like <laughs> he always says like the heaviest stuff that he listens to is like Billy Talent. So yeah, I love Billy Talent. Like I yeah, like yeah. Muse and like I do love stuff, but they're they're way heavy. So it's like for years they've just been like, we're gonna do it. Well, like kind of that's funny you mentioned that's kind of like that music I'm really into. Like when we we have super different tastes in music. Like I I grew up well, listening to some of the bands we mentioned, but I also really big fan of the Killers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. That sort of stuff. I also grew up listening to as well as a ton of hip hop and uh, electronic music. That's kind of where I come from. Where Spencer's, you know, re was really into heavy rock music, country music. Yeah. Growing up, where like I didn't really get introduced to, to country till I was in like probably like eighteen or nineteen years old. But it wasn't really something I listened to. So that's kind of where we come together. On yeah. Our end. And it's interesting that in your guys' dynamic, you're going through sort of similar things as well yeah i was kind yeah. of stepping in the way a little bit not in any negative as we're just like oh let's keep making these tunes and then one day we're like fuck it we're going heavy <laughs> it's, not, it's not a bad thing to you know go for a heavier sound and still have an ear for like a pop melody yeah you know having a combination of the two which i think you guys do on uh you know a good good chunk, chunk of these tracks on this ep is a good thing to have oh you thank know, you. you have you have a uh you know an appeal melodically to a regular listener but also have the shredding guitars that some yeah. heavier music could also get into as well oh, so it's totally. a nice little bridge for both parties right yeah that's a huge priority for us when we write we start like basically it comes a voice note sometimes from him just like 
you can just strum a chord. We start with a melody. If the chords are there and the melody's there, perfect. Everything else can be cool eventually. But if you start vice versa, we're like, I like this guitar riff. We find that's when we're like going down the rabbit hole. And then what's the song? We're just trying to match the guitars or whatever. So that melody is really important to us. So we almost mm-hmm. write like as if it's pop. And then we dress it up to be waterfront after. Or at least that's the way we've been working recently. Well, that's Basically, cool. yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I'm going to keep talking now. <laughs> I was going to ask about the creative process going into recording this, writing the song for this one. Um, touch on it a little bit, but I was curious as like the lyric. I'm assuming you're the lyricist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On your end, for uh, for most of it, like even for this most recent EP, like for Ordinary Love, like Tanner actually wrote most of the lyrics for that, if not all. Like I think I had like one part in that song, but aside yeah. from that, yeah, most of the lyrics uh, are from me with like touch-ups from whenever we go into the studio and the producer will say like, oh, I think this is like a stronger lyric. And then we try it and then it works and we're just like, boom, done. But yeah, it's kind of like the, kind of what Tanner was saying. It's like we start off with just like four chords and a melody. We, we're we not really sure if it's like if it's a verse, if it's a chorus, if it's whatever. Um, but even the like process i always think of like atmosphere when the yeah. intro or it's just like i want to have another heartbreak that part was it started out as just like a four chord melody thing and then quinn the producer that we were working with he took that and he added the guitar part in it now and then we just kind of like evolved it from there essentially so yeah it's just i just start with like yeah four chords and a melody and then i'll like send it off to the guys they'll be like that's cool or that sucks and i trash it (laughs) (laughs) um but no it's like it's good that uh they're there for that because they have like a good ear for like as the songwriter you kind of just get like blinded thinking that like oh everything you write can be good but sometimes it's not and so that's why i'm glad that like tanner devin ryan and ben they're all kind of along the lines of we're not afraid to tell you if if something's great we're not afraid to tell you if something sucks and it's it's like it's a catch twenty two, but I am glad that they're like there to do that essentially. So yeah, what uh, I can't speak for all bands whether we have thick skin or not, but it, it's pretty uh, gratifying or pleasing not to like dig at anyone, but when an idea come idea comes into the group chat, to just go no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we were we talked about this with Brett Cassidy who's from the Ashen Hundred, and he's gone doing some solo work now. But we talked about like having trust yeah. in your bandmates to tell you when something's good and something's not good and actually taking it and not taking it the wrong way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a big part of it. And like we've, even from when we've done stuff creatively on the acting side or the writing side or the comedy side, taking somebody that you trust and taking their opinion and, you know, actually not being offended by it and just like being like, okay, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe this thing I've, because when you're working on something creatively, you get so attached to what it is, and yeah. you, you know, you're either something deeply personal or something you've spent a lot of time on and you think you've done something amazing. And, you know, it's nice to have an outside ear or an outside set of eyes. Be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> this particular project, because we made this back in 2022, June, and then just sat on it, tried to get the right avenues, just the right path forward to get this to release finally. But this one particularly, I, I we became a stickler on the lyrics. Because mm. there, there's times where like his melodies, like there's so many words will change at the very end. Where like, if an idea comes in, yeah, yeah, fine. This all flows, syllables are all there. We'll come to that at the finish line when he's in the vocal booth. And it's like we were sitting there for hours sometimes just working on a sentence, we're like this one line. And we never did that before. That's a whole new thing for this project. Where like, the message is there, but how much better can we say it? 
Yeah. Mm. And that was like, that was one thing I kept sticking on. Like we would leave the studio and go sit in the green room and just all like be like, what about this? Nah. What about this? No, no. And then that's how I was, I'm really proud of the lyrics across all five of these songs specifically. Yeah. No, it's almost just like being in a hard rock band too, because like sometimes the lyrics, well, not sometimes, but like a lot of the times lyrics should mean something, but it's almost kind of, I've started to realize just like bridging that gap between like making lyrics that actually mean something, but then almost, or, but then also creating lyrics that just sound I don't know if I'm making sense when I say this, but just sound good to listen to slash like sing, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Because um, you want the song to sound to be like singable and uh, catchy, but you also want the song to have like meaning and stuff. But sometimes like how many times have you listened to an artist talk about a song and they say that this one set of lyrics was just like a throwaway lyric. It's kind of it's always interesting getting into that mindset of a lyric that doesn't necessarily mean anything to you, but it just works in the song really well. If that makes sense. No, uh, yeah. it totally does. And and how many times have you heard musicians be like, oh, yeah, I just had this do 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 do. And I, I, but that was just going to be replaced <laughs> with a guitar later. And then you're like, but that's the part that everyone knows. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> and we've encountered albums through reviewing albums or something. Most recently, we did was like a Scorpions album. Yeah. yeah. Where it wasn't really a lyric based album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was more about the sound, about the vibe, the guitarist, and that sort of thing. Um, it's nice to find that happy medium yeah. between the two, where there's lots of albums where it's a little too much on the lyric side. I've also encountered that. Yep. Well, yeah. Where you're doing a little bit too much. Uh, so it's nice to. Have we've we've seen that live too. Yes. It's. <laughs> it's uh, there's no changing it once it goes live. Yeah. No. Uh, no, but uh, it has a like. City and color. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I was very disappointed when we saw we saw City and Color. That was uh, uh, 2021, I yeah, believe, was, end of 2021. It was, it was a disappointing show. Oh, I grew up rip. listening to his music, and I was so excited. And he'd been playing Super Soakers. And it was it was the third time that I saw them, <laughs> dude. Third time that I had seen them, and like the first two times I thought were great because one was at Folk Fest and one was just like a shitty little cafe. And yeah. so, like, both are like perfect settings for him. Then he, he's at the Jube, which is way too fucking big for someone to just sit there and go, All right, here's my guitar, and I sing for you. And, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> uh, I think I we'll be there. <laughs> I really don't like. Mm. I think I think for yeah. music it's terrible. I think for music there. for for comedy, great though. I will say. I, I think the, I remember. I was actually I went to the Jubilation to see Avril Lavigne back oh, in uh, really I, like twenty twenty two. I want to say yeah. No, I remember Avril Lavigne came to. I think it was the Jubilation. I could be wrong, but uh, yeah, or the Jube. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I've only lived in Calgary. Yeah. Well, it was like <laughs> Oh yeah! If it sucks for an acoustic show, I can't imagine what it sounds like for like an indie rock band. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like I feel like if you're talking about venues that are good for seeing music, like it, it, it equivalent size, Mac Hall. You know, like and mm. and Jack Singer. I like the Gray Eagle. The Gray Eagle's like, I, great. I've seen Billy Town there last. Three, yeah, four I love times. the Gray Eagle. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, with the wheelchair guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was that in May of like? Oh yeah, I've been at every show they've come yeah, through. And... I was at that show as well. It was mental. 
it's so yeah. sick. I can't remember yeah. which specific show it was, but I, I was there with my now fiance, and we're this guy rolls across in a wheelchair, and I, I look at her and just kind of like jokingly between us is like it'd be cool if he crowd surfed. <laughs> and then later on in the set, they're playing uh, Devil on My Shoulder, and at the back of the room, I like my eye gets caught. I'm like, no fucking way, it's the wheelchair guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Ashton, Ashton, look, and I'm like, like I'm looking over here. Everyone's like, yeah, fucking Devil on My Shoulder, and he's slowly getting carried over. <laughs> they bring him on the stage, give him a tall boy, and he's there singing with them. They're putting the mic in his face. It was the coolest nice. thing. I've seen. That's fucking sick. Yeah, yeah no, that was an awesome show. It was literally mental. One thing I, I don't like about the Great Hill though is the fucking carpet. Oh, dude. Oh my. I hope God. they have a good vacuum. I remember I went to uh, a day to remember at the Gray Eagle and I went by myself, but there was the like the guys that were kind of around me. Um, they I forget what song they were playing, but they did this thing where people were literally surfing on the crowd surfers. And so people <laughs> were standing on these people that were crowd surfing. And it was crazy. And then the guys, he, one of them got kicked in the head and so he fell. But he got right back up. But then I saw this like giant burn on his arm. Oh. I was like, battle oh wounds. my gosh. Yeah, yeah, battle wounds essentially. That'll yeah. fucking ruin your day. Uh. Oh, well, right, he so took it like a champ, though. He was just like back <laughs> up and right and washing. I think it was, uh, I, oh, I forget what song, but it was one of their, fa- it was one of my faves. So I was going to say, uh, uh, speaking of venues, though, do you guys have a favorite venue that you play or have played? <sighs> For don't? our level, I would say the rec room in Calgary, yeah. Yeah, Bridge, yeah, yeah. the Owl, and then anywhere else, give or take, honestly. It's like if you have good sound, I'm game. And yeah. if people are there, even better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've only other like we've only played in Calgary at least the rec room and a bar downtown called Modern Love. Um, uh, Modern Love's really good. Yeah, Modern Love was sick. It's just unfortunate because they have they started their show. We played a show at like five p.m. and it was still a great show. It was just like I've I've never played a show that early before. I was like, oh, that <laughs> it's interesting. But I understand if maybe they want people. Uh, they, they do events after their concerts. They like yeah, to like yeah, yeah. all right concert and then emo night. Yeah, yeah, just keep the party going. Exactly. Yeah, they uh, uh, it's too bad you guys didn't get to play Broken City, like because that was what Modern Love used to be, and honestly, far better setup for for everything. Like it, it, it it honestly was such a fucking. Yeah, (laughs) but it was like perfect. It was like you know, it was so shitty that you loved it. Yeah, yeah, but the stage was like in a perfect place before. Like it was like center of the room. There wasn't a giant island bar taking up most of the space. That is interesting. Now I didn't know that was changed. That that part is super annoying because they they do comedy there as well. Uh, And in when it was in when it was Broken City, it was honest to god the best show in the country like there's no there's no question about it because like it was just like they'd have 150 people in there uh like but you were like kind of right in the center of the room so like you could play it to like three areas of the room like but it but it was it felt like one giant area and there was like standing room and stuff now it's so spread out that it it feels weird for comedy i haven't been to a concert there though yet uh so i don't know we'll tell you next time we're there yeah yeah (laughs) please do yeah i've been oh, meaning to check yeah. out that place i actually haven't been there yet you so. dig it it's it's real cool nice yeah and they and they got a, <laughs> let's go they got a stage downstairs and one upstairs as well so oh, that's sick. it's okay. it's great like they're they're uh i was just there on new year's and like it was so fucking fun yeah they, like, have, they have really great shows there i'm a big fan of 
Of like a comedy show uh, in the basement, and then like a rock show on the that would be above. sick. Yeah, I, I I am hoping to record my next special at the pal. So sick, it, yeah. in the basement, it would be so sick because it's got low ceilings. It's like actually a really good stage. The sound is amazing. It's yeah. like there's nothing that can like really fuck up your eye li- like your sight lines. So, nice. Yeah, we've always said that we um like one of our goals essentially as a band is that we would be like elated if we ever got to play the Stampede. That'd be sick. Like honestly, as like an opener type thing. Like we're not. <laughs> I don't think we're headlining anytime like soon. Like 2 p.m. on the afternoon, one of those. Yeah, ones. yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of something like that. Just at like the Coke stage. Same with such. the Calgary Flames. I, I'm desperate to. That's why I'm wearing this. I'm actually a Ducks fan. <laughs> 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 Calgary, oh, you're my second favorite yeah. team. My fiance loves you, so therefore I must always. But uh, <laughs> I would love to play a Calgary Flames. He has game. Like, like five favorite teams. Four, four songs between a period. You let us know. Yeah, dude, and they do that. They do like, literally, the path less traveled did it one time. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and Scott actually from the path less traveled, he he kind of runs the shows at the record. Yeah, so like every every year or something, we'll bump into him. Like Scott, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's such a nice dude too. Yeah. Like he's oh. so he's so like he's such a like he's really hardworking, cares about the music industry. Like oh, yeah, he cares 100%. about the music scene in Calgary. And he, he really cares about like it, when he's running the shit at the rec room, he makes sure, cause I've done comedy there before. And like, even with comedy, he gives the same attention to detail that he does with his own bands, you know? Uh, and he, he does that for everyone, which I think is, is, is really, really cool of him. So yeah, it's he's on top shows of it. there. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So. I've yet, I've yet to see show. Well, mm. we're playing there February third. <laughs> hey. Our release show for Sleep in the Cold, the new EP. Uh, get your tickets now with the link in our bio. Yeah. At Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually checking out your website too, and it looks it looks very crisp, which I, I like. Nice. That's actually yeah. a credit to our original drummer, Graham. Who, yeah. Uh, yeah. He he parted with us during this project just because he got married. He's kind of building up his life down in Lethbridge there, but we keep in touch. He still he coded that thing. Wow. He, he made the site, so he yeah. still runs it and everything. He's still involved in a way. Still that pseudo-secret member that was always there, and it'll always be a part of the history there. So we love that. And Ben, who's our new drummer, who brings in that rhythm thing that he's a machine. Yeah. I just watch him play. I'm like, are you human? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's like it's good to we have the family. It's growing, but you don't lose anybody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, Graham's a G. And it's kind of nice, too, because Graham and I were like the founding members. And so when he did leave the band, I was like, I was a bit sad just because like you know graham and i started this whole thing and so to see him leave it was kind of like a it was unfortunate but just to have him still as even just yeah a small part in the band it's really nice too and then yeah ben is just like the nicest guy but he will always want an excuse to break out the double kicks so, <laughs> <laughs> so basically like a picture making a like a three years later version but with blast beats so. yeah that's gonna be our future there'll be a lot of uh, it's gonna keep getting heavy yeah <laughs> Oh, I thought you had something. No, oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> fuck. I can't, I, my eyes are so bad, I can't read. February 3rd, Rec Room yeah, Calgary. Yeah. <laughs> the okay, so now I, I, I do want to talk about something because I, I was reading it on your website uh, about you guys getting involved with the face plants in uh, uh, Vancouver. How did that all come about? That COVID. was, yeah. <laughs> really? really? COVID. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, I remember Garrett and Dan. COVID um, was great for the arts. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I remember, yeah, Gary and Dan, they were just like scrolling Spotify or something like that. And I think they came across one of our songs on like their like recommended for you type thing. Um, They came across it and they actually liked it. And so Garrett reached out to us via Facebook Messenger 
was being like, hey, guys, like, we like your song. Are you guys planning on releasing any new music anytime soon? And we were like, yeah, basically, we're trying to work on an EP. Uh, they offered their services out in Vancouver. And we, <laughs> I don't know, I had never been to Vancouver Packed before. Packed up our car, so, went yeah. there, and then had Parallel 49 for lunch for two <laughs> weeks straight. <laughs> Not even kidding. Like, every single time we went to the studio, whenever we had, Parallel like, a 49. lunch break, Parallel 49. It was just down the street from the studio. So wow. like it just the, worked out like that. The studio we recorded in with the face plants, because the reason they reached out, too, is, like, the reason I say COVID is they were planning a tour. COVID kicks off, and they're like, oh, shit, their basis is all the way out in Toronto. They're in yeah. Vancouver for a bit. How do we kill some time? Oh, we'll start producing for people. So we go in there. We're all social distancing and stuff masked up or whatever during yep. the, that time. So we, that's basically what got them into producing. And now since then, they've just continued it. They're blowing up in the country scene. Yeah. Actually, all things. Really? But uh, yeah, that was fun. Like the the studio themselves, the the room, they got it off Jacob Hogart following the Headley fallout. Wow. And in that same building was like Mother Mother across the hall from us. I don't know if you're familiar with them. The Peach Pit. Pit. Do you know Peach yeah, Pit? Yeah, dude. Yeah. We love Peach Pit. We, 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 <laughs> we fuck with I Peach got a great Pit, story about I this. I love Peach Pit. We yeah. were sitting there and for like the whole fucking first trip, this these guys across the room are playing this one guitar like over and over. And we were joking <laughs> yeah. after it, like, do you think he figured it out today? This fucking sucks. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they start playing something else. And uh, my fiance is a massive Peach Pit fan. And she came along because she's a photographer and kind of very involved in Waterfront too. She helps quite a bit, like a very, very important unknown she's member the of sixth Waterfront. Member, basically. Nice. So she's sitting there and she's leaning into me. She's, she's like, the Linda McCartney of Waterfront. Yeah. <laughs> not yet not yet yeah. but she's like that that sounds like peach pit and like our first assumption was like oh they're covering peach pit finally at least it's not that fucking guitar riff and then we sat there for 90 seconds and i was unfamiliar with peach pit and i searched them up i'm like says they're from vancouver and just knowing who else is in the building i was like what if that's oh my god what if that's peach pit so i get up to take a shit or something i'm going to pee and they're doing guitar or whatever <laughs> and i'm just walking through the hall and this guy walks out and it's that the 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 mustache guy yeah. or whatever off the image is like, I've seen that face before. And I literally just went, you peach bread? He's like, yeah. I was like, nice. And I go into the bathroom, I'm sitting there like, oh my God, we were just shit talking these guys for two weeks. They're so legit. Millions of streams there. And then I get back in the room like, that's actually peach pit. Our tunes flip so quick. We're like, yeah, it's pretty good guitar lick. <laughs> yeah, we, we covered their, one of their albums in the podcast and we saw them. Uh, 2022. Yeah, 2022. So yeah, yeah we saw them at Mac Hall, and I I loved the concert, but they didn't play my favorite song, and I was very fucking cheesed about it. They didn't mm. play uh, Chagu Side Turn. Yeah. Was, oh, we heard it for two weeks straight. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they yeah, it mm. was really funny though because they they came up to play Tommy's party as their encore, but they had went outside and smoked smoked up and then they came on they got halfway through that six minute long song uh not even halfway it was it was near the end and then they were like hold on hold on hold on uh i for forgot the lyrics, forgot the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna just restart so then we got that song twice yeah. <laughs> so i think it's just a thing that peach pit does they just play the same thing over and over again <laughs> I would love to know their perspective hearing Waterfront, original Waterfront being blasted <laughs> through the walls. They're like... <laughs> <laughs> That's they were playing the same thing over. They're trying to try to get... Battle of the bands. <laughs> <laughs> That's the closest we'll brush fame. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So, uh, uh, you said you were there for two weeks recording that one. And then this one you recorded in Edmonton. Yeah. Uh, how did that 
come so about. I keep my eyes on the local scene, just Canadian wise. So it's like I admire every single band, like anyone that's doing anything good. I'm like, I don't even know you, but I'm proud of you type thing. But I keep my eyes on you. I'm like, what are you doing? Because I'm going to steal it. No offense. Like, yeah, yeah. I, if it's working, it's working. We'll use it in our own way. So I always yeah. keep my eyes on bands like Calling All Captains. They're from Edmonton. They're fucking insane. They're really good. Really good. Chiliocosm, Gutter King, so many others like Pathless Travel, White Chocolate Thunder back in the day, Bellevue, now Luna Coast, now, all yeah. those alone I walk. But calling the captains particularly sticks out to me. I'm like, they're legit. They're going to make it, still my opinion. They're, they're doing fantastic stuff. They tour all the time. But their producer, Quinn, who produced this. But I only found that because I was digging into calling the captains. I just messaged my buddies. I'm like, who, who? I was just kind of like, info, 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 give, give, give. And then I found, okay, this guy produced it. I just sent him an email. Like, I think we literally just got back from that Vancouver trip doing our second EP Fever Dream. I was like, I love this stuff, but it's like we can't just keep going to Vancouver. No offense. Like we'd love to go back again, but if you just keep doing the same thing, you're going to turn into Nickelback. I love Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> so I just emailed Quinn. I was like, hi, we are Waterfront. Can we record? <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, sent him some of those files. He's like, he actually got back. He's like, oh, yeah, this is good. When you guys send it from there, just back and forth. And then demoed up those five and the rest is history but it's literally just me be like i'm looking at what you're doing i also want to do that in our own way i'm gonna copy you and that just led us to connecting with him he's does royal tusk his own band some fantastic they're also awesome they're really fucking good they're they're crazy good and their new album is awesome we got to hear it back in 2022 their singer had some like covid issues with his singing that's why they've been prolonged this so long yeah. yeah yeah But yeah, Quinn's a great guy. We'll be working with him again at some point. Like, uh, following this EP, the the goal would be a waterfront album. So nice. that's that's the yeah. next kind of goal. But now that we know this path and each experience we've gone through in making a project, you get a new little skill set. Are you strengthening what we're all good at here? So we're consolidating, and it's like, all right, now we know the vision. We know how to aim, where to aim, and we have these resources. So that's kind of cool. But the years leading up, you're just kind of like. you acquire this you acquire this you cold email this guy and all this other stuff and it eventually comes together well and i think it's interesting too because like uh this is your third ep now uh and so the i i'm interested like what uh other than like uh you know if if it's like resource dependent but like what what kind of held you guys off from doing a full album up until this point money and time if anything yeah more so finances but we I don't know, like, for me personally, I've always kind of gone with the motive is like, we don't want to just, like, put out an album for the sake of putting out an album. We're mm-hmm. more, like, quality over quantity, if that makes sense. Like, obviously, both would be best. But, um, yeah, just, the, I guess that's just kind of how it, again, just fell into place. Like, we had these songs. Uh, we knew the songs that we liked. And it just so happened to be, like, yeah, four or five, six songs um, when we recorded it. Uh, but I mean, who knows? Maybe like an album could be potentially in the talking points. We're writing an album right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure. Yeah, very much is. But it's like yeah. that quality he talks about. Take like behind the scenes. It's like when one project is just wrapping up. At the, I'm simultaneously getting releases ready for that thing, and at the same time looking ahead to the next. Like it takes us a long time to do yeah. something where it's like at the tail end of New Heights, I was already like we were already planning fever dream and at the tail end of that i was already talking to quinn and getting a year ahead of like we're going to edmonton in 12 13 months or whatever that was and i'm always on the thing like sleep in the cold is just about to release and i'm already like okay we got to get this in line because 
song these songs like when you're going back and forth and trying like that quality it's like it'll take months to 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 get something because some guys like you have work or other stuff but to get that part right it's not just like all right i'm gonna cut out two hours and this is it now but we're yeah. gonna keep revisiting that like atmosphere on sleep in the cold it's the the closing track on sleep in the cold and the, the final single will have a music video on the release day that song we actually finished day of and in, in the studio like we went to edmonton with four and a half and atmosphere was that half and we we're like oh maybe we'll do a key change and then i was kind of like oh keeping you alive is going to be a single what if we did like a reprise of keeping you alive on the second half of atmosphere and we're juggling all these ideas and dan actually took a shit at our airbnb because <laughs> <laughs> we're still like me and devin were in the, the, the our living room watching like the playoffs and we're like oh maybe this key change over here and we had this kind of rough uh chord structure we're like oh maybe we'll slam this in as a bridge summer and it ended up being like this two little part because you, you don't know it atmosphere is actually through composed like bohemian rhapsody it's not bohemian rhapsody but it's like <laughs> it doesn't go verse chorus verse chorus no there's, it's better it, than bohemian rhapsody i'm just gonna say <laughs> oh no, yeah let's go yeah so there's this one part we knew we were gonna put in summer and he's taking a shit listening to it and he comes out 15 minutes later with one of the best melodies on the record <laughs> it's the bridge of atmosphere he's like what about this and me and devin are like Okay, we'll just get rid of what we just did. <laughs> That's pretty good. So did you call that one the deuce bridge? <laughs> it happens twice. It happens twice. <laughs> yeah, 15 minutes shit led to that. So it's, uh... I, We joke now, like, because like, we said we're writing again. Uh, still, the focus is this release is like, uh, I'll tell Dan, I'm like, this idea needs that atmosphere touch. Yeah. Yeah. Go sit down on the can. Relax. Yeah. softeners. Yeah. gets the job done apparently. Yeah. Pop a few hemorrhoids and <laughs> get her going, boys. That's the yeah. album name. I, <laughs> I just remember though that I was like, because yeah, we uh, the guys were working on the song. And I was kind of panicked because I was just the only thing we had for that song lyrically was that intro where it's just like the softer guitars. Um, yeah. And I had nothing for any of like the heavier bits. And so and we were supposed to go in and record this song literally the day or literally tomorrow. And so I just I was trying to think like so hard. But whenever they were like practicing, I didn't want to like disrupt their practice, but I needed like quiet in order to think. So yeah, I literally just went to the sh I literally went to the bathroom, which is sitting there. And I was like, I heard it in the back. And I just kind of thought of a melody. And then yeah, lyrics just kind of like came to me uh, through like, yeah, just through natural installment. It was in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the <laughs> that sweet shit smelled air. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it was somewhat panic, somewhat like natural flow. But yeah, that's kind of uh, yeah. Atmosphere is one of those things where it's one of it's definitely one of if not our best song. Um, but it's the our personal favorite. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so just to have that story be how atmosphere came to be it's always like kind of in the back of my mind just a funny little tidbit so. i want to run has a pretty good interest we almost rewrote half of that song too because yeah. gutter king is on it and they're they're good boys of ours from lethbridge are up in calgary now too and we love them very much yep. but it, we always joked back in the day when waterfronts through that poppier punky area it was like we we're just joking be like how funny would it be you know like gutter king and us we were pulling that a lot but they're like behind it we're always like yeah this we're gonna do this one day so we had i want to run and we were up in there and like in the back of my mind is like oh quinn knows calling all captains that would be sick like devin wrote that bridge with ryan he's like we gotta get like a voice on there and i was always like 
do we? <laughs> but you remember like, when anything... we said that like Billy Talent's the hardest stuff he listens yeah. to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not. He's not a fan of the, the harder. But so. if anything, milk like, is oh, spicy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, milk is spicy, very much so. <laughs> but that didn't pull out. So I was like, oh shit! Like we were driving to the studio to rewrite it because like if Colin All Captains wasn't gonna do it, we're like. Dan, like, we're not going to go like, Rawr! like, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I messaged Bert and Gutter King, like, can we just have your voice? We don't even need to say you're on it. Like totally your discretion, whichever, if at all. And he's like, actually, we do want this. And can we say Gutter King is on it? I'm like, yes, yeah. very much so. <laughs> and like that day, arm. Yeah, <laughs> he sent the files in and it, it saved our ass because we were going in there that specific day to rewrite bridge onwards and i want to run now it's like one of the best tunes is like whew. yeah thank Dude, you Bert, gutter king seth for saving yeah honestly like that was that was one that stood out to me like uh, nice. yeah I, I was i was i was like this is gonna be in my everyday shit like this Let's is gonna go. be nice. one of my one of my tune. yeah that yeah. literally that was it i was like i was like this is gonna be my fucking lifting tune like oh, this is yeah. this yeah. is great no it's cool because with the the spotify for artists app you know how you can see like playlists that our songs get added yeah to? yeah 90 percent of the playlist that i want to run is added to is like gym playlist wow like, yeah 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 so um it's always like cool because with that song it wasn't even well tanner was saying that we were like going to rewrite it but that riff that's actually where the song's been the around cold. for a while yeah yeah really yeah. since day one almost yeah the sleep in the cold title is actually what i want to run was originally called um and it was a completely different song like different lyrics different everything um but we just kind of like scrapped it because i think we were writing it during our second ep it was during release. fever dream the structure yeah. was there like you said whole b b entirely different chorus all, almost different song but, but the like, riff uh mm -hmm. for if you heard I, it you'd be like oh that's how i want to run yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah 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 but it got beaten out by red alliance on fever dream yeah. like we were all like oh we're doing sleep in the cold and then the producers were like we like this idea a lot better we're like well, you you do know best. So yeah, Red Alliance yeah. it is, and then Sleep in the Cold just went away. I have a I have a really random question for you because this is this the, you brought it up with the the playlist on Spotify and like I I've released a couple of comedy albums and like playlists were like what helped that make any money. It's you like know? modern radio, yeah, it really is honestly. like where it, it's surprising you know how how much that actually helps. Do you find that uh, that is the thing that helps you guys? like gain momentum is having those playlists that you're added to or is it or do you think it's more of word of mouth stuff that is still it's i i look at them one in the same i'd say the same yeah yeah it, it's like uh you get onto spotify playlists obviously that helps um but in terms of just like it, it, it's it's kind of what like i don't know if you've seen those videos of like dave Grohl and stuff uh where he always says like the best way to promote your band is to play live um I've kind of always kept that mindset, but nowadays, just in like the modern era, you kind of have to get onto those like Spotify playlists, even Apple Music playlists, just to gain any sort of traction. Because you can play a bunch of shows, but if you're still small and like still only playing like within your city, it's not much outreach, I guess, outside of the city. Yeah. So, yeah. Playlists vary too. Like Keeping You Alive was our first single that hit like the editorial ones, like yeah. the, the really top. I remember I woke up to the email that's like oh you're on this and this and i was like finally yeah. oh my god like <laughs> I, like a pop champagne is like finally yeah. years after seeking out one of those but that's a huge bump when they're on those things like our numbers went Poof, yeah for a couple of weeks and then you retain some of that after it drops but the, the retention is pretty good just to get that that option and uh, fingers crossed atmosphere kind of hits one of those two we'll see it in a week on january 26th or honestly <laughs> any song on sleep in the cold like whether it be ordinary love atmosphere oh 100 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it's such a good 
any amplifier for Amazon. I mean, it's just such nice. a yeah. yourself, you know, and see what the work you put in and see that people are actually, you know, listening to exactly, it yeah. enjoying it and see where good milestone other, other people yeah. put your put your music or you know, put your work where they would consider it what they like to use it for. Like that's the cool part about Spotify. Um one thing I want to know too, like I was looking at your guys' social media, you guys get very strong social media presence. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Doing really good work on that. It's super important. To yeah. Do so um do you guys do that yourself or I predominantly do that. That's nice. mostly Tanner and Ashton. Like yeah. Tanner runs most of the socials and then Ashton does all our like uh photos and edits and such like that. She also makes our little promos for like videos. She makes our merch yeah. design. Sick. Like well, a lot of it will be like we'll be at home and we're like, "Oh, I know." Looking ahead like I'll look a month ahead for like especially when you're deep in a release like this, I'm like, "Okay, I need to cover XYZ." I'm like, "Well, hey, what do you think about this idea?" And then we'll go back and forth like, "Nah, that's shitty." Or in like stuff where like uh, there's a really wicked uh, the merch design for atmosphere started from this idea where like oh there's an astronaut on the cover and we just started going but what if he's falling what if there's a UFO and it's the word you'll see the design in due time here but it's like I remember that one was we went back and forth for like two days just to make this one design but it's a similar process for a lot of the waterfront stuff our EP release uh, show poster that's kind of built off the the artwork itself but it's a similar thing like oh let's just move this here we're very picky us two. And I'm like, perfect. Now I know that now I have a piece of content. I can go like put it where it needs to be at the right times and stuff. But uh, we're doing that a lot behind the scenes, Ashton and I. Well, it's an important trait to have. Like I, something I've like seen about Spencer, I've always talked about Spencer and I see similar traits in what you guys are doing is like, I admire about people that are starting out is the drive to just keep putting yourself out there yep. and also holding yourself to a quality standard, even though you're doing it yourself keeping your standards high and yeah. not compromising because you're doing it yourself, you know, making sure you're doing quality work and putting it out there and also putting yourself out there every day. Yeah. On that. And it's like, it, you'll get hard on yourself too. I don't know if you go through like some where you're like, Oh yeah. Hyper criticism is good of self imposed, I think, but you do need to another skill set to like combat that through time and experience. You're like, you got to develop that voice that creates quality, but you also then at some point have to create a balancing voice. You're like, go a little easier on yourself you know yeah. what i mean like you got to look at it objectively and realistically like maybe you don't need to like destroy yourself over this one little thing that won't impact too much well and, like the thing that i've always looked at with social media that i've like kind of grown over the last couple of years when it comes to like putting out content online or whatever is uh i've i've taken the approach of like okay if this was 20 years ago would this be on tv and it's yeah. not even it's not even like does it need to be like TV clean or anything like that? But I'm like, is the quality there that this could be on TV 20 years ago? Because if it is, then it's good enough for social media. If not, then I'm kind of always like, I want to hold off. But there's a balance between that and also making it personal, you know, because yeah. you you do need to still be uh, personable in some way, shape, or form. And I think I think with uh, with the era that we're living in now, it's much more difficult. Like uh, you know. Uh, stand up and comedy are like brother and sister, you know. If you or, or stand up and music, I mean, not comedy. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're, yeah. They're actually, uh, yeah, they're the same, the same they're, thing. Yeah, they're they're uh, basically twins. Yeah. yeah, no, but they are. They, you have like comedians opening up concerts now. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah. and the thing is too is like it, it, they're both they both rely on uh, live performance as the majority of where your income is going to come from. Yeah. Uh, albums are just one giant merch pitch basically yep. you know like it's yeah. it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like just a reason to come out to a show and then uh you know you're you're spending so much time crafting this shit and the first you know probably the first 10 years 
of doing music or doing comedy uh it, it, like for yourself not not as a band but like for yourself the first 10 years are just figuring out what the fuck you are and and how to do it you yeah, know 100 percent. so really? I, yeah. I i always look at them as 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 one and the same because of that reason and i and so i think it's funny that nowadays we have to uh, like you, you see it with musicians a lot of times they have to they have to be more personable online they have yep. to there, there's that 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 anonymity is fucking gone now because of social media you know <laughs> like you can't you can't if you're there's if you're no hiding yeah if you're a yeah. former you gotta uh you gotta wear yourself on your sleeve a little bit well, there's no mystery to like a lot of artists anymore that yeah Daft Punk, yeah, even Daft Punk, like don't do interviews, don't know who they are, like yeah, good luck today if that were. Two guys in a helmet, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we need only one guy with a helmet. <laughs> we need booty shorts now. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, like uh, I'm gonna steal that whole kind of little. I'm gonna keep that in the back of my head. Like, would this be on TV in 20 years? But even on the the music and maybe similar for on the comedy end, there's so much you actually end up doing that's just like outside the music. Music is here, and then it's like encompassed by all this other work, like bureaucrat, not bureaucratic, but like kind of desk work stuff, like oh, artwork, videos, all the other stuff, and emails, and all this other planning. And you're like, oh, what are, I thought I was a musician. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, become a master of like 50 different skills. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like three jobs in one, literally. Well, and that's the thing too is nowadays, early on in your career, you have to be considering all of those things. Like I, I was kind of, uh, I was talking to a comic about it, and. Uh, me and this other comic we were in this fucking awful in-between period where like if we had started five years earlier we would have had a comedy now special <laughs> back when they made those uh and if we had started five years later we would have been fucking on tiktok from the get-go you know what i mean like so right next to matt rife <laughs> yeah it would have, been, would have been matt rife and then spencer snaggletooth striker you know it would have been very different demographic yeah, yeah, I'm funny. Yeah, yeah. Whereas he's 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 pretty, but he's uh, th that's about it. The boyfriend and girlfriend are fighting. The scroll back up. No, scroll down. No, no, no. Back up. <laughs> yeah, listen. I know what my fucking audience is like. I I did a show last year, and I uh, this guy came up to me and fucking handed me a handful of doobies, and I was like, I was like, this is this is my fucking fan base. This is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> he's he's a perfect example like uh, 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 sorry to go on the comedy tangent for a second here but like he's a perfect example of like everyone uh, gives brendan schaub shit for you know releasing specials and doing comedy and everything and i'm like okay that guy's got brain damage like you can't make fun of him <laughs> that fucking much like whereas like matt rife is a perfect example of don't fucking release three specials in a year if you've been doing comedy for fucking eight years. Like, that's stupid. Stay on TikTok. <laughs> Stay on TikTok. Yeah. Your little sound bites are good. Don't fucking go long form. <laughs> You're an extra, not a leading man. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, honestly, I, if you're ever interested, I'd be cool to try and do one of those shows where you, like, uh, like if you ever wanted to open up a show, Dude, I'd love to. I would to. fucking love to do that. I've, I've got something in mind in March. We'll, we'll talk later. But. Yeah. So we've had an idea for Ooh, it's, it's yeah, so nice. we've, we've talked about bringing in bands we've had on the podcast. Um, you know, bands we've interviewed you know, remotely or local we're in, <laughs> yeah. Um, I went to uh, doing a live recording at it too. I'm forgetting the name of the festival I went to now, but I went to 
went to it's in Inglewood. Fake Fest. Fake Fest. Yeah. So my, my brother was living in Inglewood and my brother works in advertising. One of his colleagues that runs this thing every year called Fake Fest, where it's literally they, they throw a music festival in their backyard in Inglewood. Mm. And they're, they're, there's like 15 or 20 musicians. Some of them are working musicians, some of them aren't. And they do like a full 12 hour set list. Oh, yes. Wow. All covers. Jeez. It was fantastic, man. Like, I showed up there, I think, around like three o'clock. We stayed till well after. Like, it was like 11 30. We left. Um, it was fantastic. Nice. They literally performed all day. They had, you know, people doing solo stuff. They did big bands. It was We'd be thrilled to be involved in any capacity and oh, maybe even cover percent. some nickelback tunes for the crowd. Yeah. Dude, that'd be sick. So that's something we've kicked around <laughs> an idea. We still haven't really put any pen to paper, but we talked about it in the summer. Great idea to do like you, you give me a bands. shot. I can. Yeah. Uh, I'll talk to some other bands there too. Yeah, no, that'd be <laughs> sick. Just put together, you know, some of our favorite favorite local bands and just have a blast. Some comedians it would be a lot of fun. That sounds so sick. Yeah, yeah. and honestly, like super attainable. Uh, like I, I, I was actually looking into. Uh, I was looking into some grants for that because uh, if we could fucking get like ten grand to just like pay artists, like that's like that's just the artist pay fucking yeah. thing, you know. I saw, like, Dude. <laughs> yeah, like, I fucking sell both of them. Who needs them? Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I got two livers. <laughs> honestly, yeah, That's you're impressive. more likely to get money from selling kidneys than from grants. So. <laughs> Double I actually, yeah. I have, I have something really stupid to bring up, but I, I uh, recently looked into donating plasma because yeah. uh, it's like they pay you like fucking seventy five bucks each time you do it. You can do it like three times a week. Like it's insane. Like it's weird. Is that where uh, they take the blood? Uh, yeah, they take they, like they, they take, take your, your blood. They Oh, I just yeah. did that by donation. I didn't know you could get paid yeah, for that. Yeah, you can get paid for it. Extra step, yeah. Oh, but, but, but do you have to spin it yourself? Yeah. Am I done yet? Can I go? <laughs> well, actually, your your drummer kid, they have a double. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so he can practice. Dude, I have a horrible relationship with blood. I had my earring ripped out in junior high on a oh. volleyball net, and ever since I like faint when it. Sometimes they don't, or it's like it has to be associated with pain or whatever. Mm. But I can't donate blood. Like I'm out, and they, they, if I'm on the table, they're like, oh, "Just don't come back and stuff." And I have the one they want, unfortunately. Oh, oh. Yeah. I donate blood. I'm a hero. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Sorry you're not. Listen, yeah. I I was going to donate plasma. I didn't so want to that, be a part of the event anyways. So we were going for the financial. I was going for the financial yeah. purposes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you, you know what? Here's the thing that was annoying though is I found out that like you can't donate it unless you have a physical SIN card. I just have my what? SIN number memorized. Uh, I've uh -oh. never once needed to have a SIN card. Do you need your card? No, because uh, well, when I we take yeah, right. blood only. <laughs> well, because when you donate blood, it's like you can only do it every three months. When you donate plasma, it's every week. I've never needed my SIN card. Yeah, because I'm like yeah. you. I always just had it memorized. Yeah. And also, why would I carry around a card that has my SIN number yeah. on it? Like, if my wallet gets stolen or something, then it's just like... Yeah, he was born yeah. in New York. He's not even Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually funny you mentioned that. When we were living in Toronto, I got pickpocketed. Oh, dude. My SIN card was in my wallet. No. No. The craziest part about this, we, like, leave a board game cafe and, and like... <laughs> And like I'm standing there having a dart, this guy comes up and starts talking to me, and I was kind of being polite, but I was like, uh, you know, like uh, keeping my fucking distance. The yeah. guy kept getting close to me, and I kept fucking moving away. Yeah. Aaron comes out, and all the like people who we were with come out, and then this guy keeps fucking like getting close to Aaron, and Aaron's like, "The fuck are you doing, man?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm just trying to be friends." And Aaron's like, "We have enough friends, dude. Fuck off." Yeah. And then, and then, and then we get back to the apartment, and Aaron's like, "Oh." 
fuck oh fuck and so we my like my friend took my wallet yeah so we go back there we're looking everywhere dude we can't find his wallet and then like yeah you had to go get all of his shit replaced and then we found your wallet but oh man yeah my transit cards yeah and you would just put like a hundred dollars on your transit card too so that that motherfucker was riding free jesus oh that sucks if you're out there i hope you're having a bad day yeah just to be clear you were not my friend yeah in case you couldn't tell yeah you were not steal no. Which in all fairness, like if, if if my shit gets stolen, if I saw that it was at like a food place, I would be a little less, you know, like I'd be like annoyed, but I'd be like, okay, that guy might have needed it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he needed it. With the Domino's? Yeah. <laughs> That's the line. Well, I didn't even need a dollar worth of Domino's. Yeah. There, yeah. Um, yeah. Motherfuckers at Whole Foods. Yeah. No, it's weird because I was. I remember one time I was working out at the gym and or at the YMCA in Lethbridge, and I go into my locker. I open my wallet. My like debit card was stolen. Everything else was there. My credit card, all the cash, like everything else was there. It was just my debit card they took. I look at my bank statements, and there's like a no frills and a McDonald's right <laughs> beside. <laughs> so I just open, and yeah, the dude spent like fifth. He spent like twenty dollars at no frills, and then like sixty dollars at McDonald's. but the nice thing too well nice thing is that he like took my debit card and debit cards can be replaced like you go to a bank they get you a new one in like five minutes credit cards you have to wait like two weeks or something like that um so i guess it was kind of nice that he took like the debit card but (laughs) it's just like (laughs) unfortunately the bank was nice they like okay here's your money back and i was like cool but i was just like why my debit card and like nothing else i was like yeah. yeah. That's what I like. He was buying like Ziggy's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very thoughtful. Yeah. I was supposed to $80 worth of that's dominoes. A real yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That dude's my friend. So. Well, I guess we should clue it up. You guys want to plug your, your dates for your, uh, your EP again and then plug your dates for your show? I don't know if you got anything coming up date wise. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Friday, I'm at uh, uh, the Alcove Art Center for Raw Voices. Nice. Yeah, uh, that's nice. that's this week. Uh, then, other than that, uh, I have a bunch of shit that's in the works, and I'm really waiting to hear back from people right now. And it's it's fucking driving me crazy. I'm not gonna lie. It's really agitating when you're like, "How many follow ups do I need to fucking send, dude? Just <laughs> just send me a contract already." <laughs> it's the eighth one. Just it's the eighth up. one. Yeah, <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> that's the magic yeah. zone. But yeah, we have our new EP, Sleep in the Cold, coming out January 26th. Pre save now with the link in our bio. Follow us on Spotify. It's super important. It helps in any way, if at all possible. Save our stuff. Follow us on social media. February 3rd, Calgary. We're playing The Rec Room 4. Sleep in the Cold's release. We're playing with Chilio, Howls, and 2 Liter Superpunk. Come fill that motherfucker up. We're going to rock the, the roof off that place. Uh, you'll get a free shirt, too. Uh, likely. I mean, if you buy tickets, there's a chance you can walk away with merch from every band. Over $100 in total. February 10th, we're playing Lethbridge for the Sleep in the Cold release. And then uh, keep in touch on social media, Waterfront official, Instagram, TikTok, uh, waterfront.com. Any announcement coming up for some tours, everything else is going to be there. And yeah, after Sleep in the Cold, just keep spinning that bitch because more will be coming.
Yeah, we'll link everything in yeah. all of our podcasts. If you guys want to check them out, please do. Sick. Um, you know, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks yeah. Thank you so much, Rabbit. Yeah, thanks a lot, Rabbit. I hope we can on. see you guys again here and maybe at Misfit Fest. Fuck yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. <laughs> Misfit we'll Fest. We'll definitely come check out the show there. On the, the oh, right. yeah. Appreciate Hell it, yeah. buddy. Okay, suck. All right. Well, thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank and, you, uh, gentlemen. Anal contusions. <laughs>